Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. We've got a quick edition of the podcast to come to you guys as we wrap up the week and look ahead to Friday's AAC tournament opener for SMU when they take on Cincinnati at 2 p.m. over in Fort Worth at the Dickies Arena. A year ago, we hit COVID-19, everything shut down. This year, seems like everything's on track for SMU to play in this game. Uh, One positive test over the next 24 hours will end SMU's AAC tournament and essentially end SMU's season as well, uh, potentially at least in terms of any hope for the NCAA tournament. But it seems to be all on track to play, which is good news for SMU. We got to hear from Tim Jankovic and Kendrick Davis and Farhan Hunt earlier this week in our first media availability in quite some time uh, that wasn't after a game. But uh, I think the big takeaway for me going into this is, one, Farhan Hunt was very adamant. This team has stayed in shape, and he's been able to watch these guys work out uh, and and see really where they're at in their physical conditioning. He said out of a 10-point range of, of scale, he's at a 10 and he said the overall team is at an eight. So Ferran Hunt feels like this team is ready to go and, and certainly in shape enough uh, to play out the remaining games in this AAC tournament and really um, try and do um, what really the odds are stacked against them to do, and that's win the AAC tournament and punch an automatic berth into the NCAA tournament, which would certainly be uh, quite the... Uh, the, the big change for this committee, I think, SMU just on the edge of the bubble right now. Uh, one loss certainly puts them out. Uh, a win and a loss probably puts them out and in the NIT. And, you know, the, the tough thing is, is I, I think all roads really lead to, you know, Houston uh, most likely being that final team in the AAC tournament in that championship game. So it'll really make it difficult for SMU to advance. One thing to know, I think this team, I know this team is going to be without a couple key players. Uh, we'll keep you guys abreast on PonyStampede.com uh, for our VIP subscribers. With that news, uh, we'll drop that um, probably either late Thursday night or early Friday morning. Who we're hearing is out. Um, not really surprised, quite honestly, to hear about it. Uh, I was more surprised to see to hear how one of them happened, uh, but that's a story for another time that we'll maybe be able to discuss down the road. Um, but SMU is favored, almost seven-point favorites against Cincinnati, which I think even uh, Vegas is probably trying to toy a little bit there. They know the motiv- they know the vo- motivation of SMU having a month off, basically with all these pauses. They know Cincinnati has not been very good. They lost to a cellar dweller uh, in Vanderbilt at home, uh, a game they scheduled and put together late uh, to close out the season. Uh, not to close out the regular season, but uh, in their second-to-last regular season game. And so it, it's one of those things, I think, where on paper this this game should not be close. SMU should be able to beat Cincinnati, just like we thought SMU should have been able to beat Cincinnati. In January, when they came to Moody Coliseum, came back and really you took the game from SMU. They were playing really well, and then all of a sudden, SMU collapsed, and it fell apart. Cincinnati uh, dealt SMU a, a really a bad loss uh, in, in their season. And, and so when you look at this series between SMU and Cincinnati, 
back when things were rolling at SMU and things were really rolling at Cincinnati under Mick Cronin, this was a game of the of the year uh, type of type of type of matchup in the league, and certainly one that caught a lot of attention nationally because of how defensive minded it was, uh, because of the 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 really physical and aggressive play you saw on the defensive end and on the glass. And this year, it's probably going to be a little bit more up and down, I would imagine, uh, and kind of get into a track meet. I know the the game in Moody wasn't exactly a track meet, but I think both teams going so ice cold um, at, at different points of the game kind of led to that more than anything. Uh, but really, SMU has a chance here to, I think, certainly – make a little bit of a statement it's it's not a good Cincinnati team uh, we'll have Brandon Sayo on Sayo on uh, later in the podcast he covers Cincinnati for WLWT in Cincinnati and it is not a a, a team that's been very good uh, at times uh, they show their youth at times uh, they do have a couple really good pieces but overall uh, it's not a Cincinnati team like we've seen in the past and so it is uh, one that SMU should win they should be favored they should win but on the flip side, SMU has lost eight straight games to Cincinnati. The last time SMU beat them was with seven players back in 2017. So a lot of, uh, let's just say, juju working against SMU in that regard. I, I think it's a, it's a game that, of course, SMU has played Cincinnati four times in the AAC tournament. They didn't get to find out last year if they were going to play them uh, with everything being canceled. But uh, this is a game that it's just a rite of passage at this point. Uh, for SMU to play this game. So we'll see how it turns out. Two o'clock Friday uh, in Fort Worth for SMU Cincinnati. We'll keep you guys abreast on who's out uh, for SMU uh, when we can. Trying to you know, confirm some things, obviously, before we report it on our board, but feel pretty good about the, the, the couple of names, especially that our key players for SMU that we know already. Uh, and we'll let our subscribers know. So if you haven't subscribed already, take advantage of just a dollar for your first month. That's it. Just a buck for your first month to subscribe. And then you can get the VIP notes on not only SMU basketball and what's going on. Could we see a coaching change, et cetera, but been out on the road around Dallas, checking out local prospects. We've got a lot of recruiting content coming your way as well as spring previews coming up. If you subscribe today, for example, you'd get our coverage into the first week of spring practice included. So definitely check that out as you, uh, uh, consider uh, subscribing to, to Pony Stampede if you're just a podcast listener. We appreciate you guys already. Quickly, SMU made official the hire of Chidira Uzo-Deribe, the Kansas outside linebackers coach, who's now the new defensive line coach. He replaces Randall Joyner for that role, who, congrats to Randall, just bought his first home uh, with his wife, uh, Jamisha, and they're now in Oxford. So that's good for SMU to get that official uh, like I said on an earlier pod, I think we might see one more tweak to the coaching staff. Keep you guys up to date on that uh, on the board, of course, behind the VIP paywall uh, for our subscribers. So be sure to uh, be on the lookout for that. And as we uh, continue to get closer to spring ball, we'll start dropping more and more nuggets on who's impressing in workouts, as well as position by position previews. Uh, that'll be for our subscribers to Pony Stampede. But now I do want to send it over to my quick chat with Brandon Seho, and uh, he and I talked about SMU Cincinnati and what to expect this weekend as uh, SMU and Cincy tee it up once again in the AAC tournament. So we'll be right back after this quick break. 
Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. Happy to be joined now by Brandon Seho. Covers the Bearcats up in Cincinnati. And we're going to talk a little bit about where the team stands entering the game against SMU on Friday. Both teams very familiar with each other in terms of playing in the AAC tournament, but haven't faced off against each other since the Bearcats came back and beat SMU in January in Moody Coliseum. Brandon, thanks for taking some time out of your busy day to talk with us. WLWT sports reporter here to break down the Cincinnati Bearcats. What is the state of the program going into the AAC tournament? You know, I think the Bearcats are kind of a mixed bag right now. They're, they're 10 and 10 and John Brandon's second year at Cincinnati and they've had some good games. They've also had some bad losses. You know, they lost uh, by almost 40 to Houston on the road uh, back on February 21st. And a lot of people were wondering if that was it for UC this season. And they came back and beat Tulsa and Tulane back to back. But then you have a game they schedule against Vanderbilt, uh, their second to last game of the year when they had a COVID cancellation and a bad Vanderbilt team comes into Cincinnati and, and beats the Bearcats pretty handily. So it's been, like I said, a mixed bag all over the place this season. It's a, a team that's got, a couple older guys, but mostly young underclass that, that Brandon's brought in, and he's trying to get them to jive offensively and defensively in one game. And really one of the games that helped those younger guys get together this year was the SMU game back in January. They had lost, I think, five or six games before going to Moody and winning that game. And Tari Easton had a big game that, that night. Uh, Davenport had a big game. So uh, the underclassmen are really the key to success for this team right now. Uh, you know, along with Keith Williams, you know, he's a senior that everyone in the conference knows. But, you know, these underclassmen have really been helping this team get wins late in the season. You mentioned Keith Williams. I was a little surprised to see him left off of the first team for the all AAC teams. Tim Jankovic spoke highly of him and and certainly a, a player that's been around uh, quite some time now and, and, and is set to really, you know, put the finishing touches on his career and obviously would like to go out with a win in the AAC tournament. What what does what's the style been like as of late? Because Tim Jankovic talking with us this week spoke about how they can go small, they can they can roll out a bigger lineup when they throw the seven footer out there. I mean, it just seems like uh, SMU has a lot to at least worry about defensively with Cincinnati, especially with the way they get up and down the floor. Yeah, they do try to like to move fast, and they want to play get some transition buckets and some easy buckets. Uh, you know, you know, Chris Vote hasn't been as effective down low as he was last year. And so Brandon has been having to use different lineups to try to figure out what they can do offensively. So they do go small and try to shoot a lot of perimeter shots. And when a guy like Davenport gets hot or Keith Williams gets hot or a freshman and Mason Madsen, it's really hard to stop this offense when they're clicking. And then there's the complete other side of things when they get in foul trouble and votes not able to score and Keith is dribble driving and not able to get any clean looks and, and he's not having a good night. It really, like I said, it, it's gone this last month. They've won when their young guys have played well. And so that lineup, they've had lineups where it is all freshmen and sophomore. And, and that's that lineup has really driven them to success offensively. Cause you don't have a, you have Tar Easton as your big man, but then you'll have 
a lot of guys that can stretch to four and play and shoot from the perimeter um, that have proven to make shots young into their UC career. And I think that's probably what, what worries teams the most is when they get that, that younger group out there, even though they are immature, they've learned and grown, grown together the past month or two to be kind of dangerous offensively when shots go in. And when they don't, uh, this team watches teams like Vandy, Memphis, Houston go on runs, and it is tough to watch uh, when, when that happens. Well, SMU watched uh, Cincinnati earlier this year go on a run to close out that game and and really just fell apart down the stretch. But I, I think, and I've talked about this, and you and I have talked about this, the, the I mean, the two programs from where they were when they last played for that uh, 2017 uh, AAC title uh, up in up in Connecticut. They're, they really, in a way, I mean, Cincinnati's been been certainly you know uh, near the top a little bit longer than than SMU was able to sustain. But w- how is the Cincinnati program right now, just overall, in your opinion, and and just you know kind of compare and contrast it to what we 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 used to watch from both of these teams whenever they got together. Yeah, I think Cincinnati obviously has, has taken a step back being 10 and 10 and obviously a weird COVID year for everyone. Last year, they were in 20 and 10 were the number one seed to play in the American Conference Tournament. That got canceled. They got the auto bid from the conference, but the you know March Madness got canceled. So I think they were an NCAA tournament team last year, and Brandon had a lot of help with Jaron Cumberland being here still, Trayvon Scott, Keith Williams playing along him, and, and Vilt was a lot more effective last year. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It is a different feel for Cincinnati basketball than it was under Mick Cronin. And Mick had that long tenure of success, 2018. They are the number two seed in the NCAA tournament and get upset uh, by Nevada, giving up 22 points in the final 10. And, and, you know, they had a Mick leaves, goes to UCLA. John Brandon's right across the river at Northern Kentucky University. And he's proven to be a winner in these tournaments. And that's the thing that I talked to him about this week when we got the chance to speak to Coach Brandon is, what, what do you tell your team? What do you what do you take from those years at Northern Kentucky where you coached two teams, three teams to winning the Horizon League and being able to go to the NCAA tournament? And he's, he didn't want to share everything, but it's, you just have to be playing your best. It's, it's not an NBA series. You got to play your best one game at a time and play well at the end of the year and anything can happen on a night. Now, and, and Cincinnati, I mean, just looking on my side of things, the, the bracket sets up, you know, pretty well for them with you and, and for SMU, if SMU can, you know, I don't know what SMU is going to be like coming out of that COVID pause, you know, not playing their final seven, eight games for either, either squad. It's a, it's a great setup where you might get Wichita second, but Houston and Memphis are on the other side of the bracket. And I think that really uh, plays in the favor of these two programs that, like you said, probably aren't where they were two, three years ago, but um, you, you know, like, like, Coach Brandon said anything can happen in these conference tournaments. It's been eight meetings since SMU has beaten Cincinnati. Uh, is there a sense of confidence that you get? And I don't know if you guys have been able to talk to the players much, but when they see you know SMU coming in, they've got to feel kind of good. I know it's a t- it's a tough matchup, you know, with where things kind of stand at least on paper. But uh, for some reason, the Bearcats have just had SMU's number. You, you know, I don't think they're they're playing with more confidence, but I don't think it has something to do with who they're playing because a lot of these guys that are, are, are making an impact right now are freshmen and sophomores. So 
they don't have, you know, the, maybe a Keith Williams, a guy like that who's played against SMU seven, eight times or, or five, six times, however many it's been in his career. But, you know, this year they've had some, some losses where they haven't lost the teams, you know, especially at home. They lost to South Florida at home this year and Tulsa at home this year. I, I don't know the exact number, but it had been decades before they had lost to either one of those teams in Cincinnati. So they've had some interesting losses that knock the confidence. But like I said, I think these guys are just so young for the majority of the roster that uh, I don't think that confidence against SMU dominating this recently is going to be a big factor in this one. Well, good stuff, Brandon. Thanks for uh, taking the time to talk with us on the Pony Stampede podcast. And look, we'll do this again as uh, you know football approaches. We'll maybe preview the Bearcats season. Obviously, SMU and everyone else in the AAC is chasing the Bearcats who figure to be a top 10 team uh, once again in, in 2021 for the football season. Luke Fickle and that crew has things rolling. But until next time, Brandon, thanks for the time and uh, stay safe up there in Cincinnati. All right. Thanks, Billy.